Welcome to the Antler Up Podcast, brought to you by Spartan Forge. Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-owned coffee company serving premium coffee to people who love America. Fall is upon us, and there's no better way to get fueled up before hunt than with some Black Rifle Coffee. Coffee legitimately tastes better after a day in the woods or after a successful hunt. Fuel your next adventure and purchase at www.blackriflecoffee.com and use code ANTLER at checkout to save 20% off your purchase and or with your first coffee club subscription, Black Rifle Coffee. Last year was a wild year for censorship for hunters and anglers. We partnered with social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women by hunters and anglers just like you. Go Wild is a free social community. Not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged on Go Wild. And Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. As you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards too such as gift cards, free swag, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. Oh, and if you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. Visit and download GoWild.com to get started. Tethered is a team of saddle hunting fanatics with a passionate addiction to whitetail hunting. Designing and engineering products to be a more efficient and confident hunter, Tethered produces the most mobile, stealthy, and safest elevated hunting gear on the planet. Built by saddle hunters for the saddle hunter. Head over to tethernation.com to see for yourself what exactly I'm talking about. America's Best Bowstrings has been manufacturing high-quality custom bowstrings in the USA since 2006. America's Best Bowstrings strives on the commitment to never end the search for perfection, and this has been the driving force behind the company. Innovative products for every archer out there. Go create a custom set today at americasbestbowstrings.com. Our friends over at Half Rack just released some awesome gear and they were great enough to give our listeners 10% off their order. All you have to do is click on the link in the podcast bio or the link on our link tree on Instagram and that will give you your percentage off at checkout. So get some of the highest quality hunting and outdoor accessories that will help you prosper in the field. Half Rack is aiming to be mindful of the past, conservation conscious and evolve into the future. Forged in combat and tailored for hunters, Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly innovative and science-based products that save the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You can now take Spartan Forge with you wherever you go by downloading the mobile app. Enjoy deer prediction analysis, weather forecasts, historical data, detailed journaling, as well as crisp maps. It's time for you to make the most of your season and let Spartan Forge do that for you. Use code ANTLERUP to save 20%. Check it out over at spartanforge.ai.
What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of the Antler Up Podcast. We are on episode 110, and on today's episode, Dimitri and I, we were joined by Dialed Archery co-owner Scott Bakken. It was a great pleasure having Scott on the podcast to talk about their brand new bow site, the Arxos, which is coming out this summer. And we asked him some listener questions. We asked him some of questions that we had uh, and basically what's in store for Dialed. He also went into why he and his friends started Dialed Archery. Scott's a great dude and we thoroughly love this conversation. We wrapped things up talking about the struggles and how they're overcoming starting a new business in today's world. And also kind of the mental side of it as well to get through these tough times right now. Awesome, awesome episode. Loved having Scott on. Looking forward to uh, what they have in store in the future. Check them out. Dialed Archery. Thanks for listening. Antler up. Well, man, I appreciate you taking the time. It was funny. I was uh, tracking Taylor down and trying to get one going. And I teach and Dimitri's here and he's a physical therapist. So our daytime and come home and be dad for a little while and husband and, and all that stuff. So we were, we always shoot for the evenings and I know that's tough just because sometimes I know with, with all your guys' schedules, sometimes it's, it is tough. So he's like, dude, I'm going to hook you up with Scott. And I was like, let's, let's let it roll. So. Well, and that's, I'd say Taylor, I mean, he can totally relate. He's got, I mean, he's got a wife and three kids and a newborn. A newborn, so, I mean, yep. Yeah, his his evenings are pretty uh, are pretty locked down. But me, I'm unemployed and I got nothing but time. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't, I don't have any kids to take care of. Or, so, yeah, I got nothing but time. Sweet man, no, I I appreciate you taking the time. Well, we're uh, I think we're we're on the verge of pretty much wrapping up the our gear mini series. So we've been doing this for the last couple of weeks, just had some, some different companies, brands on and individuals that represent those companies. And just wanted to talk about your, like one, your product two how, you know, you see fit and where does it fit in the, in the grand scheme of things as well. And some other things and getting our listeners involved, whether it be here on bullhorn. So on this platform that we're using, individuals could like call in, they could ask questions on in a chat mm-hmm. and all the, th- that type of stuff. So, uh, we want to just give you kind of a couple questions that they asked and then just kind of, yeah. you know, free flow and just see how it goes, man. And where, where, uh, what we have going down. So, but before we get going and before we dive into those questions, you know, talk a little bit, I guess, about yourself and, you know, how you came apart with, came to be a part of, uh, with dialed archery. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess like the, it's a long story, but it's not really a long story. Like, I mean, like archery is kind of all I've ever known. Mm -hmm. Um, it's all I've done as far as career wise. Um, and you know, I knew from like a a young age that, you know, archery was, it was like going to be more than a passion. Um, and like I said, I've made a career out of it, but just over the years, um, you know, I've kind of just, kind of worked my way up through the ranks and, um, it just, uh, you know, dialed with something. I feel like that I've, I kind of had, uh, I kind of had like, like it just kind of was like burning in the back of my, my head for a long time. But, you know, we like, it's like the American dream, right. To own your own business and be an entrepreneur and stuff. But it's always like, okay, but what do I do? You know? And, you know, a lot of it is just, you know, self doubt kind of keeps you from Heck pursuing yeah. it. Cause it's like, you know, am I capable of doing this? Am I smart enough? Whatever. So, um, 
you know, again, my, my background has always been in, in the archery industry. So just kind of taking all, all of that knowledge and experience and stuff, like I knew, like I wanted to do more. And, uh, so Taylor, who you mentioned previous, uh, him and I, and Jordan, who's, uh, the third founder of, uh, dialed, we all worked together, um, previously and, um, just over the years built, I mean, not only a working uh, relationship, but a friendship. And, you know, we, we just always talked about what ifs and this and that. And just, you know, one thing we always kind of kept coming back to was just how in certain categories, there's just like a lack of just excitement and innovation. It just seemed like there was this, um, you know, just everybody was okay with just like maintaining, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, granted, I mean, there's a lot of like really good companies that have built a huge, you know, following have been very successful, but just once they reach that point, they just kind of hit the coast mode, which I totally get because, you know, in order to keep growing and, you know, innovating, it takes time, it takes money and, you know, whatever. But yeah, I don't know. We just, one day, um, you know, I, I had a full-time job and, uh, Taylor and, uh, Taylor and Jordan who owned their own media company captured creative. Um, we just, we just kind of were like, you know, what's keeping us from doing this. And I remember a friend of mine, um, I kind of had a heart to heart with him just said, man, I, I feel like, you know, you have those days where you just feel like, like you're meant for more, you know, like what, like what is my purpose? And, you know, there, like I said that there's a lot that goes on internally, but you know, it, it, but it was also very scary to think about, leaving this comfortable lifestyle and everything I've known and taking a risk. I mean, and it's a pretty big risk. Right. Mm -hmm. And he, he said, he's like, well, um, what if you don't do it? I was like, I mean, and that like hit me like a 300 short mag. I was like, Holy crap. I've never thought of it that way. And I remember I called Taylor and I was like, dude, we got to do this. Like we at least have to try because I will be mad at myself like if we don't try and he's like, you know, honestly, I've been thinking about it a lot and I feel the same way. He's like, I, th- I think we should do it. So it was almost a year ago. Um, like to, like we were just talking about this yesterday. Like it's almost to the day that we had that conversation. Um, so yeah, that, that's how like our, our team kind of formed and we knew in the beginning, we didn't exactly know what we wanted to do. Um, we had all these ideas and, you know, looking back, a lot of them, we were like, we laugh, we're like, what the hell were we thinking with that? <laughs> but we knew we wanted to do something in like the archery accessory category. Um, because it's small, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it, it's, it's manageable, but where do you start? Right. And, you know, like, do we start with a release? Do we start with a rest? Do we start with, you know, what do we start with? And, my background is in the archery accessory category. And I just said, you know, there's a lot of really good companies in that category that, you know, they've been in that, in been leaders in that category. But I think there's room, especially for like a group of like young guys that are hungry and energetic and willing to take risks and just kind of gamble it all. So that's, you know, we kind of looked at the site categories. That was kind of the low hanging fruit. And, you know, that's where my knowledge is. And, you know, it, as soon as we made that decision, it was like, well, what if we did this? What if we did this? Like it, we kind of just ran with it and we realized really quick, like, okay, this is, 
this is the road we should take. And once we started, it just like all the pieces just kind of started falling into place. And I remember Taylor and I talking, um, uh, you know, a couple months down the road and I said, dude, that like, this is just going way too good. Like this is like, we, we haven't hit any roadblocks or, you know, come across like any barriers really that we couldn't easily navigate our own. Mm-hmm. And I said, this just seems too good to be true. Like we are waiting for that sludge hammer to come down on us and, you know, basically just have everything just come to a screeching halt and then be like, well, we tried like, okay, I guess we have to go back to reality. And, you know, you know, cause I quit my job, sold my house, basically just liquidated anything I could to get money. Um, and, uh, so, but ever since it's just, you know, it, it, like I said, the pieces just kind of fell into place, but in the very beginning, you know, we knew we, we had an, a, a vision of what we wanted dialed to be, you know, it wasn't going to be just, um, you know, manufacture of really high end innovative products. And we knew it, it wanted to be like a community and, um, we all agreed the most important part of dialed wasn't the products. It wasn't like the company, but it was the team, you know, like that was the most important part because we, if we didn't have a strong team, you know, it would be, we wouldn't be where we are, you right. know? And so you have myself, Taylor and Jordan who are the founders of dialed, but then we also have two engineers who, um, I mean, they've become like family to us. I mean, they're without them, we wouldn't be where we are. I mean, because between their ideas, their connections, our ideas, you know, they make like everything work. Like I'm, I learned very quickly, like, like I am not a very intelligent person because when you listen to those guys talk, I'm like, holy, I should have paid way more attention (laughs) in school rather than chasing girls and, you know, stuff like that. Cause I mean, it's without those guys. So we not only has dialed like, you know, has it, has it developed like a really, really badass site, but we're also building a really badass team. And just even outside of like our inner circle, like the amount of support and excitement that has been pouring in. I mean, it's like, it's, it's something that we never would have imagined. And it's, you know, that's what keeps you, keeps us going is, you know, when we get, emails to our support email and being, you know, just get nothing but just hype, you know, hyped up people that know nothing about us, you know? And then, you know, we get guys like you that want to have us on podcast and it's like, we're like, we're nobodies right now, you know, like, and so that, that's like, that was like the ultimate dream was right. like that feeling of having a strong, solid team, having, um, you know, this strong community. And we know like, um, you know, we learned very quickly that this site was not going to be for everybody because it is high end. It is techie. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, it, you know, I wish we could have came out with what we have now at a more affordable price. But that's just, you know, we knew we wanted something high end. And with the way manufacturing is and, and sourcing, I mean, it just that's an expensive site to build. So we know we know we're not for everybody and right. we can accept that and we're okay with that. But you know, it's important to us that the people that want to support us and use our products, like that means a lot to us. Like you're not just a customer, you know, like 100%. Like even, even if you don't buy something from us, if you just reach out and, you know, support us, I mean, that's, 
you're part of the team. So, and, and like I said, that that's what was important to us in the beginning. So like I said, long story, that's kind of where, you know, how we ended up where we are today. And, um, it's, it's just been nonstop, um, up until this point. So, and, and I mean, we're, we're way over our head right now with everything <laughs> going on, but it's, you know, we're not slowing down one bit. No. And you were talking about one of those engineers and that's being Kyle Davidson. And I know Kyle's an awesome dude. I mean, he, uh, he's, he's scary. Yeah. How intelligent that dude is. Yeah. Like, well, what I mean, he's correct. Like I was texting him tonight and, uh, and I was asking him, we, this part that we've been working on and he corrects me every time. Like, you know, that's not what it's called. And I'm like, okay, dude, like I'm a, I'm a C minus student. Like you're like, you're like a 4.000. Oh, oh, like, yeah. okay. Just leave, like, yeah, that dude is crazy. I mean, he's been so, um, I mean, both Kyle and TJ, who's, who's our other engineer. I mean, mm-hmm. those guys, I mean, like I said, we wouldn't be like, and I don't know where we'd be. I'd probably be face down in the gutter, you know? Yeah someplace if it wasn't for those guys because we wouldn't have what we have without them so i mean they've been so valuable so what's awesome about kyle is you know obviously uh those that that don't know um he makes arrow wraps and he makes custom arrows and you know dca arrow custom arrows you'll you'll see him on there but on instagram and stuff but i had the opportunity i remember it was early fall and i just remember giving him a phone call and and uh we touched base you know, maybe a year and a half ago, just talking and he's, he's made my antler up wraps, you know, since like day mm-hmm. one and just a cool dude mm-hmm. to inter, interact with and stuff. And yeah, I remember I gave him a call and this was, oh man, this is, it had to be about even almost two years ago. And I was like, Hey man, just want to give you a call and just say, you do a really good job of what you're doing like just making wraps like they they work great they're i have no issues with them they're awesome like come out clean and you're great to deal with and he was like man he goes that was probably the first phone call i've ever received with a positive you know message from a customer because usually 10 out of 10 times it's hey i got this issue hey something's wrong and i was just like no man like i you know i'd like to give props where props are due just to say you know yeah you know everybody likes to be given that words of encouragement and I, as this past fall rolled around and I wanted to talk to him about the bow site and I just, you know, just to hear from the horse's mouth basically. And, uh, we talked for like 25 half hour and he, uh, gave me kind of the rundown. So it's, it's just exciting. It's new. And, uh, like you said, you kind of, it's innovative and just anxious to see what people, when it's in people's hands, like our, one of my, our good friends is AJI Quinta down there at Coda and, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he's had his and, you know, that, that's just like the gen one prototype, I guess, at the moment. That one, I can't believe that one's still like, <laughs> like working. Cause I mean, our gen one prototypes were just an epic, like disappointment. I mean, I'm still running a gen one and I like, every time I shoot, I'm just waiting for the thing to like disintegrate because, <laughs> you know, and that, that was, you know, that, that was a huge learning experience for us, you know, when it came to the prototypes and, you know, and it's, um, I mean, I blame Kyle and TJ, but, uh, cause you know, they, they say on CAD, everything looks like it's going to work. Right. But then once you get the parts, you realize, um, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, AJ has been running on for a while and Taylor, you know, Chamberlain that, that's kind of the, yeah. And I mean, he's, he's been rocking that thing. Um, and I mean, we've gone through a couple rounds of, of prototypes since that one. It's just, you know, we're at the point now where, 
you know, that first run, we thought they were going to be awesome. We were going to get them out to all these people to test during the fall. And I mean, as soon as we got them, like Taylor and I assembled the first ones and I mean, I was ready to blow my brains out. I mean, we were up to like three in the morning grinding on parts with a Dremel and just trying to get stuff to go together. We had packaging tape that we were using as fillers to fill gaps for the tolerances. And so, and you know, here we had ordered like, I mean, I think like, I, I forget how, what the quantity was, but it was, it was a big bill and they're basically just paperweights now. So learning experience, you know, don't <laughs> your first prototypes don't go just, you know, thinking that they're going to be perfect. So like I said, we've been through a few rounds since just that we've done very limited and um, you know, now we're getting ready uh, to do a small production run for, you know, hopefully we can get AJ an updated one. And um, but yeah, I mean, in that, like, I mean him, for example, um, I wasn't really that familiar with him and he probably has no idea who I is. I am because most of his interaction has been with Kyle and Taylor and stuff. And, um, but, uh, you know, when he did his unboxing and it's just, like I said, the, the excitement has just been, um, it's just been crazy, but you know, that is also a scary thing. Like when you come out with a product that is different and, you know, you do some things that are not traditional and outside the box and, you know, things have been done one way for so long decades. And then we go and we just do a 180. you know, of course you open yourself up to, you know, the haters and the keyboard warriors and stuff. But, you know, like I said, like, that's fine. Um, you know, it's just part of it, but it's just, like I said, the overall excitement has been above and beyond and way more than like the negatives. And like I said, just building kind of the network that we have with, you know, Kyle, TJ, AJ, and a bunch of other people that, you know, we have kind of, um, you know, close to us. It's been, it's been awesome. So like, it's, it's all good. Nice. And, you know, you talked about before that, you know, you wanted to do the accessory thing. You kind of decided that as a group and then you kind of filtered in and kind of narrowed it down into the site. Now, you know, once you decide that, and like you said, you had ideas kind of running through all of you together. Um, now, what what brought you to the product that, you know, the Gen 1, right? You know, was it something that you saw missing with the, with the site industry? Um, mm-hmm. You know, was it their sites that you had in the past that you thought you could, you know, that needed this or could be better with that? You know, kind of go with what your, your thought process was when you guys were trying to figure out now you know what you want to do. Now, how do we decide what, what the product's going to be? Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty... It's- it was pretty much that simple. I mean, like I said, my background was in, you know, the art, the archery accessory category. And prior to my latest position, um, I was a buyer, uh, for a large archery distributor. So, I mean, I was responsible for thousands of SKUs and it's just, you know, every year it just seemed like, you know, it was always the bows that got all the attention for innovation. It was always, you know, arrows and broadheads, like, just nobody was really doing anything exciting like when it came to bolt-on accessories. And so when we were trying to figure out what we were going to do and we kind of started, you know, going down the site category. uh, Yeah. I mean, we just started kind of analyzing what is everybody doing and everybody was just doing the same thing, you know, like, yeah, they would change up something here and there and they would introduce like a new feature, but it's nothing ever. Like it was just kind of the same cookie cutter mold, you know, which again, like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I mean, they've been successful companies and people continue to buy their products and stuff and that's great. But 
we, I mean, we, we knew like we didn't want to be just another cookie cutter company. Like, right. so, I mean, I, I can't really remember like what it was like the first feature that we said we were going to do different, but it was like, once we decided to kind of start thinking outside the box, then it just, it was kind of, it was like a tornado. I mean, just the ideas started flowing and, um, you know, the, the big thing for us was we wanted it to be very user-friendly. Um, and, and like our slogan is in designed on purpose. So, you know, so many, like one of the first things we did is we took a site, the, uh, one of our competitors and we disassembled the whole thing and it ended up being like 270 something parts, like from hardware to, you know, individual machine parts. And you kind of started like picking, you're like, why are all these here? Like, is this, so like, for example, our site, we only have 57 pieces from start to finish. So, um, like I said, everything was designed for a purpose. And when you look at our site, there's actually, let me, there's one, two, three, there's like five or six exposed bolts and all those bolts are exposed for a reason. Like that, those are the bolts that are meant for you, the user to make adjustments on anything else that you're not supposed to touch is all hidden, you know? And that was like another thing is when you looked at like everybody else's sites, there was bolts and screws and washers and nuts and just <laughs> stuff everywhere. And it just, I mean, it's, it's intimidating. Right. And so that was really like that, that was our whole goal is just to design everything on purpose. And when you look at all of our features, um, you know, everything was designed for a reason. So, no, and, and we just kind of ran with that. Well, when you say too about you know how everybody gets the attention on the bows and the arrows and the broadheads, you know we've always had that conversation. It, it just seems like every fall when bows start getting released, it's like okay, how what else could they possibly do? You know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. always seems like it's like an every three year cycle of like three years, it's going back to comfort. Then like, if I feel like now this year we're going back to a little bit of speed over that comfort for, for bows. And you know, maybe that it seems th- like there's like a cycle. Yeah. Like it's like a, and they're all on the same cycle. So yep. like one year they're all building speed bows. And then yep. the next year they're building like slower bows, but are really smooth and forgiving. And then the next year, you know, it, it's like this, like, like they, they're all competitive. I swear to God, like they have like this little like <laughs> inner circle and yep. they're like, we're all going to do this, you know, but, and that's, you know, that was the scary thing too. Um, well, I, I, sh- I shouldn't really say scary, but you know, as an accessory company, you're, you, it always seemed like you were so dependent on the bow manufacturers and what they did and stuff like that. And we, we didn't really want that. Like mm-hmm. we wanted a site that would work no matter if you're a 20, 29 inch draw length with an 80 pound bow, or if you're a 24 inch draw length with a 40 pound bow, like we wanted something that would, you know, work no matter what they did. Right. Um, so, and that's, I mean, we did a lot of thought in that. And like I said, a lot of the features we have were designed, you know, for that. So it, it's really a site that'll work for, I mean, any, any situation. No, that's awesome. Well, let's, uh, I have a couple of questions then from, from some of the, the listeners and all that stuff. So yeah. feel free to go in, in as much depth as, as you would like. 
some of them are going to be just be quick little answers just because of, sure. you know, obviously the type of questions. So one of them being, I know with your mag system that you have going on, you got like the, the one pin. And I think right now, like you have it like with that single double pin basically at the bottom. And yeah. that's what I think I, please correct me too, if I'm wrong, that's what you want to start out with, with this first go round. Right. So that's, that was what we initially um, started with. So yeah, our, we call it our mag one mm-hmm. and it's a single pin post with a dual um indicator mm-hmm. so i don't know you might be able to yep. know if i can get this to show up or not but so cool. anyways so yeah it's a single post with a dual no yeah this is this isn't showing up um with a dual indicator and we call that our stub xr pin so to kind of go in depth on that that pin was designed on us moving the level from the bottom to the top so we call it top level technology and that was one thing I never understood was why does everybody put their level in the bottom? Like so many times, like I'd be at an archery shoot or something and like, I'd be helping somebody sight in and I'd be like, are you watching their level? And they're like, no, I never watch at my level. And it's like, well, I mean, everybody should look at their level, you know, but when it's in the bottom, it's in a really inconvenient spot because in order to look at it, you have to take your eye completely off the target, which you lose focus, you waste energy and you're having to swap, switch back and forth. Yep. So when you move it to the top, now it's more in your peripheral vision. So you can actually like stare through the level and see your pin. Everything's right there in, in your one focal plane. So we did that, but also by doing that, that gave us the opportunity to um, extend the pin, the post. So now, you know, if you look at other dual pins, the pins are so close together. Mm-hmm. And that's really like kind of a waste because so many bows now, almost all the bows now, it doesn't really matter what your setup, like you're gapping between most bows can shoot 20 to 40 using the same pin. Like your drop is maybe eight, eight inches max, which, you know, you can compensate for, but it's like, if you really want to take advantage of that dual indicator, why wouldn't you spread it out to like a 20 and a 50? Like where, because anything in between there you can either gap shoot or adjust the dial, but then, you know, if it's over that, at least, you know, okay, that's my 50. And if it's past that, I'm going to range it and adjust for it. But right. at least like that gives you a little extra security. Um, so yeah, so that's the stub XR. And mainly we went that route first because um, I guess it was, I mean, it was probably the easiest, easiest to design. Um, you know, it, it was pretty quick to, to develop that, that stub XR system, mm-hmm. figure out a fiber optic wrap system. Um, but we do have a three and a five pin coming. Um, we're actually in the finishing, uh, or the final stages of getting that stuff wrapped up. Um, but yeah, so the, yeah, the stub XR, I was just, like I said, it was kind of the lowest hanging fruit and the easiest for us to just in, introduce dialed with. And then we'll get into you know the, 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 the extensive multiple pin. So to kind of build um, to kind of build off of what you just said, Scott, I know you know another brand created that triple stack where it's the three mm-hmm. pins and in, in, in that one post like right there. Just knowing how I am, how I shoot, and exactly what you were just talking about of like trying to find your bubble. So Dimitri and I, we always shoot outdoor 3D during the summer, just having fun. Mm-hmm. We go to our local shoots, and uh, you know we shoot in the yard like i'll bring up some 3d targets he has a bunch another one of our friends has a you know we just we just have fun shooting and i never 
I knew kind of in the back of my mind, but right now we're shooting an indoor 3D league where we're fortunate enough where we're at, able to get out to like 50 yards in this indoor facility. It's great. It's awesome. Oh, wow. It's, it's, yeah, that's awesome. We've been having a blast. And what I've noticed is our first like 16 targets are on the ground and they're, you know, they're 20 and in, and then uh, 17 through 30 are past 20 and out go to 50. But we're standing up on this like elevated kind of like, uh, what would you call it? Like just like a platform, know. basically, but it's a, it mm-hmm. takes up the whole you know width of the of the area. However, when I'm up top, the ceiling's low, and when I draw back, I feel like my what you're saying about with the bubble, I mm-hmm. I like I'm trying to in the lighting in there. I'm trying to find. I'm looking at my bubble, then I go to the site, and I just feel like like you said, my mind's just like holy shit, dude, just like settle down, and it's just uh. One well, more and like process, and like I just want to get on on the target. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that and that's why I mean I, I can I love talking about this stuff, but um, I mean I I could I mean we could go yeah geek out man next level like in, <laughs> into it, but like that's why. So again, that's why we moved the the bubble, um, you know, f- from the bottom to the top because now it's in your peripheral vision. But anytime you're taking your eye off the target you're wasting energy, mm-hmm. you know? So like your shot, your shot sequence, is it going to increase your shooter signature? You're just wasting energy. Right. So mm-hmm. if you can try to get everything into that one, you know, narrow focal plane, but, and this kind of goes back to, you know, deciding to go with the stub XR is I, I am a single pin shooter through and through. You'll never convince me to shoot three or five pins. I think, I mean, it's all personal preference. Obviously at the end, I really don't care. Like, everybody has their personal preference, their opinions, whatever, whatever works best for you. Mm -hmm. I'm good with, but with a single pin, you know, it's just, you have one pin to focus on. It's kind of like shooting a handgun or a shotgun too. Like wherever you're focused, that's where the pin's going to be where with multiple pins, whether it's a triple stacked vertical or horizontal, maybe not so much with, with a vertically multiple pin, but definitely with a horizontal in order to aim, like if you're going to use your second or third pin, you're taking your eye off the target to look at the pin because it's two sides of your brain or two different sides of your brain and you can't do it all at once. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and you're just wasting time and energy. So yep. like with a single pin, it's just, you're just looking at the target and the pin will go there. So, um, yeah, that, like I said, that was kind of the, you know, all of that is how we ended up, you know, introducing the the one pin, but yeah, I mean, it's anybody, anybody that's not looking at their level. I mean, it's you're you're missing out. I mean, it's such a huge part of of your act of your accuracy, especially at longer distances. Yep. Obviously, in hunting situation hunting situations when you know shit happens really fast and you don't really have time to think and you're just chaos. You know, whatever, just you know, send it as the kids say. But and, that, uh, and that's where you, I think, Dimitri, you excel. Well, because you, pra- I know you practice more than anybody about the your gap shooting of of keeping your pin there. Yeah, and I, I was just gonna going off that too. Uh, I think you know, I I feel like my shot process is really good whether I'm shooting outside or 3D. I, you know, because I I have the time to go through that process. You know, mm-hmm. um, so you know, I, I've really got to the point where I'm going through my steps 
really cleanly. Um, but the problem is, is kind of what we're discussing. I'm kind of just realizing this now is, is with my bubble. I, I check it all the time, you know, after, as soon as I draw back and I anchor and then I have my steps, I'm making sure my bubble's level, but you know, kind of going what you guys are saying, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the bubble only, right. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not acquiring my target at the same time, um, which is okay for, you know, 3d or shooting outside practicing. Uh, but then I got to go through that next step of then once my bubbles level, then acquiring the target, you know, which, yeah. which is, which is okay if you have the time, but then like, like he said, is when you're out in in the moment, are you going to have that time, right? You almost have to put those two steps together, you know, to for a lot of the shot opportunities that you're going to have, right? Um, which is really important. Uh, but yeah, and with the gap shooting is is as I've really practiced that this year, you know, because mm-hmm. I I never did that before, and I loved having a single pin too. I mean, I'll never go back to multiple yeah, pins same. either. Um, I just like having that pin and focusing on on one, especially in that that sight window. Uh, but you have to practice that. And I think that's what people mm-hmm. lack. We get so used with single pins of knowing the yardage, dialing that specifically. And that's just not always the case, especially in the hunting situation. And you have to practice. I, I talk about this all the time. Practice like you're going to hunt, right? And that's what's yeah. going to make you better when you're out in the field. Um, so learning that gap shooting, it's such an easy thing to do. You know, put that target, even though you know the yardage, right? We'll put your pin in you know, five yards less or five yards more just in case that happens. And then just know what your drop is, right? Like he said, like max eight inches. Well, know what it's going to do, right? Shoot, shoot around. Know if it's going to, at 30, it's going to drop four inches or three inches. And then you will know that when you're on the field and the more you practice it, the better you're going to be. 100%. That's, I mean, you you nailed it. I mean, a hundred percent. Like, and that's, I mean, that's why, like, we have that second stub XR pin is just, you know, for if, if it, if it is the heat of the moment and you don't have time to make an adjustment to your dial and, you know, like me, I always, like, I always leave my sight set at 40 and then I aim low if it's less than that. And I aim high if it's farther than that. But as Dimitri was saying, I practice that religiously. So there's no hesitation. There's no question, but now with this stub XR pin, that gives you another quick, you know, uh, aiming point acquisition, but then it also allows you like, and, and we, we get this, we've been getting this question a lot. Like we are, or we do have a, a multiple yardage indicator. So you'll know what your top pin is. You'll always know what your bottom pin is when you go to rotate the dial. So it's kind of like you're getting the best of both worlds, but regardless, I mean, practicing that, you know, everybody, they're so quick to criticize like a single pin because like, Oh, but what if you don't have time to rotate your dial? Well then practice, mm-hmm. you know? So, and that, and that's one thing not to get off uh, topic, but you know, we're, we're just kind of getting started with um, our content and um, we'll, we actually have some new uh, videos that we'll be launching this week, but that's, that was another big important thing for us is, is just the, the information availability. Like, right. I mean, almost to it's, it's where like, I mean, we want to have like information for everything. And there's actually a test that you can do to help you figure out your gap shooting and stuff. And I've, I've preached on it for years and we'll have a video, you know, explaining that, but you know, again, just kind of 
you know, relating all this, like we will have all that information available, available to people. So, um, Uh, you know, for those that are hesitant, you know, if they're using a three or five and they are thinking about going to a single pin or a stub XR pin, you know, we'll have the information to kind of help ease that anxiety. But then if you want to keep running a three and five pin, we'll have information for that too. So, um, you know, that, that, that's a, that's a priority to us. It is time for this week's Vortex Nation Highlight. Let's talk about bowstrings right now. So right now, Dimitri and I, we are both doing some indoor 3D. I know a bunch of you are shooting either shooting paper, shooting 3D, getting ready for the upcoming season, or you're just not even thinking about it yet. You're still recovering. Your bow is still in its case right now. But I'll tell you what, right now, now's the time to go over, check over your bow, see if there's anything that needs to be replaced, D-loop, or just even your brand new set of strings. You might need that. And guess what? Now's the perfect time to do that because lead time is very small right now. You could get in, you could get your bow strings probably within a week right now. If you wait until it's time to shoot, or you're going to wait until another month or two before tax starts kind of rolling around or other 3D outdoor shoots. Now's the time I'm telling you, get on that stuff. Now, another question that someone uh, asked was how many, you know, what access adjustments are on it? Are we getting that first, second, third? How, you know, how's that looking? So that's, it's funny you bring that up because I swear there's some, somebody started this like <laughs> I, within the last couple of weeks because I have not had, like, I can't even, like, even prior, like, past, we have had so many questions about, second, third and our first, second and third axis. And I swear to God, like there's somebody that's like, like they must've sent out like a mass, like tweet or whatever saying to like grill these guys about their accesses. Cause it's like every single day. So who's ever doing it, like cut that shit off because <laughs> it's getting, <laughs> but so to answer your question, so we have uh, second and third axis adjustability. Um, so again, I'll try to, yep. I'll try to highlight it here kind of working backwards here no so good um god dang it i could see (laughs) you're good looking in a mirror so these two screws right here um which are on the front of our aes or our angled um elevation system Mm -hmm. so this is your second axis right there so that'll pivot Mm -hmm. to uh get your second axis and then our third axis is actually on the top of this screw right here sweet um, right there. So that's actually the knuckle that attaches the mag system as well. So to swap your mags, you just pull the screw out and there's a security set screw in there too, just for security. Mm-hmm. But that will be your third axis where most people put their third axis back okay. here, yep. but it's actually more accurate to have it up front. That's a Kyle Davison, um, uh, design there. Um, so then, so again, we have second and third axis adjustability and, I'll admit it. I never quite understood what first, first access, access was. was. Yep. And I think there's a lot of, um, I don't, I, I think th- th- there's a lot of people that are in that same, like we've always been told sec- first access, but none of us have really known what it is. So first access is actually this, this mm-hmm. right rotation here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, first access, but it is not adjustable because we square it right from the factory. So I think that's become a thing because so many other site companies, um, you know, if you loosen your windage, it's going bracket, 
the it'll loosen the scope housing. So that's you know that's why people are having to square up their first access because it's not secured. So we do have a first access. It's just not adjustable because we square it and it's secured right from the get go. It can't it can't come out of alignment. Um, so yeah, to answer that question, like I said, we have second and third access adjustability. That first axis is is um, always constant. Like we we square it right from right from the factory. I like that. You know, you see some of the the brands that are you know successful, like you were saying for for many years. You know, and just kind of been riding that that roller coaster. Basically, you know, what kind of a lot of them are in heavy duty. You know what I mean? Like they're they're they they're bomb proof. Basically, mm-hmm. how you know what could what could uh, consumers expect like with the dialed site? Same. Um, I mean, that, that was one thing that, uh, I mean, we were very adamant about and, um, you know, unfortunately just with the timing and, you know, with that first prototype round kind of being a, uh, I don't want to say a failure, but it kind of was, um, you know, we didn't really get to test it as diligently as we would like, but we are all, and, and we, we get a lot of, uh, kind of, you know, like we've had like some people kind of look down on us, like, because, you know, we're all Midwest based, like we're, we all live in Minnesota. That's where our company is located, you know? So it's like, you know, is this site designed just for the whitetail hunter or tree stain hunter? And it's like, absolutely not. Because although we all cut our teeth on whitetail hunting, we are also all very experienced, just adventure bow hunters. So like it, and we've said this hundreds of times, like we will not build a product that we wouldn't use. And we are all very like we're gearheads. Like we like really, really cool shit. We like really high quality stuff. And that, um, you know, that uh, us being that way, liking those type of products shows in, in the Arxos. Um, so no, I mean, we, we were very, very picky when it came to, um, designing this thing and making sure that it can take a beating. I mean, even right to like, so everybody else set our, uh, anodizes their sites, which it's an easy process. It's quick. It's fairly inexpensive. We Cerakote ours and Cerakote is like one of the most like durable coatings you can put on anything. It's a ceramic base, so it can't rust. It won't scratch. Like, I mean, that whole site is basically got this Cerakote shell on it. Um, so now durability and like toughness was super important for us. And again, that's why, you know, we try to make it as minimalistic as we could with the number of parts, what parts were exposed. Um, you know, it's like the whole void dial system. There's no exposed gearing. Um, so, I mean, it, this thing, this thing will take a beating for Sweet. sure. And then yeah, for sure. No, that's, that's exciting on, on that side of things. And I know this past week too, you kind of, put the cat out of the bag a little bit with the Picatinny stuff, you know, what, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, what kind of options, uh, I mean, obviously I know like there's still things like in the works and everything like that. Like what kind of options are, do people could have? I know, I remember seeing like Taylor a couple months ago, even saying like, yeah, we're going to try to come out, um, you know, where you're still might be able to use a different housing if you know what I mean. But if you want to run our bar or however you see fit, Mm -hmm. you know, what kind of things could options are going to be out there for, for some archers? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of options, but at the same time, we also wanted to keep it pretty, um, pretty simple. Yep. So as far as mounting options, I mean, obviously, uh, the launch of the arc source was with, um, a dovetail bar. Mm -hmm. This black doesn't show up against my green shirt, but, um, so that, that was our, our initial product was the dovetail bar. 
And we actually did work um, really closely with uh, the engineers at Matthews to ensure that this would fit their new bridge lock right. system. Um, so it, 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 it was made for that bridge lock system, but for anybody not shooting a Matthews, it also does come with a riser mounting um, bracket. So you can mount it on the side of the riser, just like we've been doing forever. Um, and then, like you said, we just introduced, um, or will be, um, introducing the Picatinny mount, um, for the Hoyt, uh, mounting. But so the, as far as attaching, those are your options, either right. a dovetail or a Picatinny. Um, you know, we're always thinking like, what can we do? You know, like I said, our, our kind of our motto is, you know, it's built on purpose. So we, we want to make sure we have a much available to meet everybody's like, um, needs, but at the same time, we want to keep it simple. Um, so for, for mounting options, those are basically going to be our two options for, for the Arxos. We feel that that would, you know, kind of cover the most basis, um, and offer people the most customization. So that's kind of the other thing with dialed is we're a very customizable brand. Mm -hmm. So if you go to our website and you can, you'll see, you can actually build out your own site. And then when you place the order, we, we build it the way you want it. Um, so whether it's, you know, different frame colors, different, you know, dial colors, um, that's kind of the beauty with us is, you know, you can, you can really customize how it is. And that goes for, like you said, the mag system as well. Um, you know, with that third axis knuckle, you could be shooting, you know, like a total archery event or a mountain archery festival one weekend with your stub XR pin. And then on Monday you could be, you know, hunting the mountains for mule deer or something with your three or five pin. Right. Um, and that brings up like another feature on our switch tape. Um, so this is where you're going to have your yardage tape that's interchangeable. So if you're running different arrows for different species or whatever, you know, you can have a ring already set up for those different setups and just swap them out and you can do the oh. same thing with a mag, you right. know? So, um, it's just, it's really, there are a lot of options. Um, but like I said, we tried to keep it, try to keep it simple for everybody. Right. One of the questions that someone asked, actually three people asked this one, uh, will you only be able to use your tapes or could someone use like that archer's advantage and all that type of stuff? No. So, um, you will have to use our tapes. Uh, we, we have been in contact with archer's advantage, um, and we've been working with them, but our system is, it's pretty complex. Um, because, you know, archer's advantage, it's a great system, but it, doesn't necessarily work well with, with a dial. Um, it. it's meant for a direct vertical reader. Um, but also with our AES system, the angled vertical slide mm -hmm. that changes the whole yardage formula. So it is our our tapes are, are, are hundred percent customized for us. So they won't work on anybody else's site. The only thing I would say is like, I mean, you could definitely build your own tape you know, like just by hand, not mm -hmm. using a software, mm -hmm. but no, it, it will be our own, our own, uh, site tapes. And we're still finalizing that process because it's not a cookie cutter equation. Like everybody else's is like, you can't just take the feet per second and be like, this is the tape I want to use. Like it is a very precise equation, but it's also going to be the most accurate too. Right. So we're, we're still in that process. We're getting a lot of like, um, you know, information from people like getting their, uh, tape setups and putting it into our equation and just making sure that we're, we're cut. There's no, you know, gaps there, but, um, and every site will come with the tapes. So it's not like, you know, it's not going to be 
they're going to be easily accessible. And then, like I said, you always have the option of building your own, but with that angled bracket, um, you know, I guess just to kind of touch on that a little bit, yeah, go for it. Everybody else has, you know, the direct up and down. And so it's a linear arc, right? So, you know, you shoot the arrow, it's going, it's going, it's going, and then it drops off. So with ours, because with this angled bracket, as you rotate the dial to shoot farthest distances, the scope housing, I gotta get used to this camera here. <laughs> it, the scope housing is actually coming down at a, at a 20 degree angle. So at the very bottom, the lowest point, it's actually almost three quarters of an inch closer to your eye. And as your scope housing gets closer to your eye, it's raising your impact point. So essentially we're, we're flattening the trajectory curve. So essentially like, what does that do for the shooter? It, it allows them to extend their range. Um, so, you know, I kind of use the scenario of somebody with like a short draw length where they may, their, their site or their system may only allow them to get to 60 yards, but they are perfectly capable of shooting past that mm-hmm. with our system. You can easily gain anywhere from 10 to 20 yards. Um, just again, based on your setup, but because of that, we can't just use like, okay, shoot 20 and 60. That's your tape or plug in, you know, the archer's advantage. Like we, we have our own our own process. Um, and what we're seeing is when, when people are shooting, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, you're getting your, what, what you would expect, your gaps are getting bigger, 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 or farther apart. But then as soon as you hit that 50 mark, it flatlines. Okay. And from there on for your 50 to 60, 60 to 70, 70 to 80, the gapping remains the same. It doesn't continue to grow. So again, that helps extend your range and it'll let you use more of your sight tape. So like if you're going to the total archery challenge or the mountain archery festivals and they have a 120 yard shot, like you're not, you're not kind of like, well, this sucks. Like I can't shoot it. You know, not that we're promoting anybody, you know, taking hundred yard shots in an animal, but we all know it's fun to send long bombs every once in a while yeah. at target. So, um, but yeah, so the, the sight tape is a very, it's a very um, proprietary, you know, system to us. Right. Right. So what is that site in process? If you could give a little preview yeah. of what that's like. Um, I can, I can tell you a little bit, but like I said, we're still in like the beta testing. Um, and, and that's kind of Kyle's spearheading that because he's the mad scientist with numbers <laughs> and spreadsheets and stuff. Um, what I can tell you what our goal is for what we want to accomplish. Um, because, like I said, our, our goal is to have the most accurate tape system that's out there. So in order to do that, most uh, tape systems, you use two points of reference. Um, right now, we're looking at using three. Um, and again, just so you're the most accurate. Because when you use the two points of reference, like if, if somebody tells you that you guys shoot 24 or 2060, that's great up until that yardage. But then after that, and Kyle, I mean, Kyle will flat out like once – once you reach that distance, there are so many factors that come into play that it's almost impossible to calculate it. Like, I mean, the drag of your arrow, like, I mean, I can't even list it because that dude will, I mean, he's got his own goddamn wind tunnel that he tests all (laughs) that crap in, Yeah, you know? So it's like, and I've never thought of it that way. I've never like thought like, holy crap, there's, you know, there's, there's outside factors that we can accommodate for, but just your own arrow. Like there's so much going on with that arrow at long distance that it's almost impossible to just go off of two reference points. So 
we're looking at a three-point system. But once you get those three points, you plug it into our calculator and it'll spit out the tape number. Sweet. So that's the goal. Um, and, you know, we'll have the calculator on our website. We're talking about, I mean, and this is all, again, like conceptual right now, but we're pretty adamant about making it happen. You know, we'd like to have our own app. So if you're on the, if you're on the range, you pull the app up, you shoot your 20, your 40, your eight, whatever you, and, and that's the thing. It doesn't matter what three points you shoot as long as you have three reference marks. Um, and then you put it into the calculator and it'll spit out the tape number. Sounds pretty easy. (laughs) That's, I mean, and that was the other thing, you know, it, it, it seemed like, um, everybody's tape system when you looked at it and I, I, it was always easy for me because I lived it, but like there was times where you're explaining a site and process and, and customers just look at you like you're speaking Mandarin or something, right. You know, like, like in their mind, they're trying to process it. But then when you actually show them, they're like, Oh, this is, this is super simple. And it's like, yeah, it is, but we want to make it even simpler, right. you know, where, um, cause a lot of the other systems are, is still, you open the door for air, you know, human air to where that will give you an inconsistent tape number. We're trying to eliminate all that to where if that's the number tape you're supposed to use, it's going to be the most accurate tape for right. your site. Yeah. I mean, it, so, I, it almost seems like what's regardless of what brand you use currently, it's, you know, it's like you're in the ballpark. You know what I mean? And yeah. and you could be really close, like you could be sitting like courtside, you know, but it doesn't mean you're on right. the court plan. Um right. You know, basically. But uh yeah, no, that's that's especially I mean, it, you know, when you get to that long range stuff, it's it's just like I said, it's almost impossible to mm-hmm. to, you know, calculate that, but we're gonna do the best we can. And like I said, Kyle's the the mad genius behind that, but you know, let's be honest. Most of us have no business shooting past six yards anyways. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yep. if you're, if you're trying, if you're expecting like a three inch group at a hundred, like, like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like I know a lot of people that can't do that. I can't do that. So. Yep. No, man, I, I get it. We're, we're, we're sure going to try our hardest to, to make it happen. Yep. One of the, the questions, you know, I, I, it's a, a fair and, and unfair question. Perfect. You know, I, well, you know what, and I, and I'm trying to answer it too for you in a sense is when you look at it, you're coming, you're developing this product, you know, you're, you're, you're going hard behind the scenes, you're getting, you know, your team together doing all this stuff. And I just think us as consumers, and I'm speaking to us as in just the general population, you know, we always could see, wow, you guys are going to come up with this innovative thing what else do you want to come out with? Like, you know, you said like yeah. accessories right now. And you even said like the first one we're going to do is a bow site, you know, is there down the line? Like once you know, like, do you see it like in this day and age of, of social media, this day and age of just cause I'm a teacher and I, you know, I see kids, they just want satisfaction right now, right here. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, okay, you're, you're coming up with the site, but like, where's our stabilizer now? Where's our, uh, where's yep. our rest, you know, like that type yep. of stuff, you know, is it fair yep. to say like, Hey, let's master this bow site for like a year or two. And then we're going to get into some other products or is there some things too, that are being developed and going to be, I mean, obviously you don't have to say exactly what they are. Cause I know, I know of, you know, all that type of stuff, but, um, you know, is there ideas like that in the, in the works? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, we knew from the get go, uh, we, we are not just a bow site. We're not going to stop. Yeah. No, no. The, the site was just a way for us to launch dialed. 
Um, and no, I mean, we, I mean, it is focused as we are as getting the Arxos launched, getting that to market. And, um, like you said, mastering that one product. I mean, we, we already have like, I mean, we have a, a six month, 12 month, 18 month, 10 year plan. Um, I mean, that dialed is not just going to be a site. It's, I mean, there, there's a lot that we have or that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, there, there are future products that we're already kind of, um, I don't want to necessarily designing, but are in the idea, you know, the, the conception phase. Right. Um, you know, it, it, what will be a challenge for us is, um, you know, we're funding this a hundred percent on our own. You know, we don't have investors. We don't have, you know, like I've been making it a joke, like it's times like this, like I wish my parents would have tried harder (laughs) where, you know, I could just go with them and ask my dad for a million bucks or something. Like, so I'm kind of disappointed in them right now, but I'll get over it. Um, so, you know, obviously like it takes capital to launch new products, to design new products. And, you know, like today, like, I mean, we were in a two and a half hour meeting with our, with our bank, just going over financials and it's, it's scary shit. Cause I mean, we're literally like risking everything for this, but it's also something that we truly believe in and, and we're not just going to stop at a site, you know? So obviously, you know, there's some factors that are out of, out of our control as far as like when these new products get rolled out. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the, we, like I said, kind of going back to the team, it's one thing we are all in agreement that, you know, the company comes first, ownership comes second, you know? So, you know, we're not in this, well, I mean, obviously we are in this to get rich, but you know, the company comes first. So whatever we have to do to make sure that we're in the position to where we can keep putting out good products, new products, keep innovating, like that's what we're going to do. So, and like I said, having Kyle and TJ on the team has been huge. Having AJ just, you know, continuing, continuing to build that community is right. going to, you know, keep be more and more important. So we can, when we do do that, you know, we're, we're in a good spot to, you know, to, to market those products. So, but yeah, no, I mean, we, it's like every day we're talking about something. I mean, we talk about, you know, not just, not only getting into archery stuff, like getting into whatever else, you right. know, it's just, I mean, it, it, that's kind of the, it's, it's almost dangerous. Like, I mean, we're all dreamers, you yeah. know, like we all, you know, like I said, we're all techie guys. Like we just want to keep coming up with really cool stuff that, you know, people appreciate. And so no, it's the sky's kind of the limit, you know, and, and with, you know, with a lot, what we did with the Arxos and, you know, it was almost kind of a testing ground for, you know, can we ser- what, what does Cerakoting do? You know, like I mean, I've Cerakoted guns and stuff before, but, I've never actually seen it done, you know, like I didn't mm-hmm. really know much about it. So there's a lot that we tested on the art so that we can now take and, you know, when it does come time to, to release or launch new products, you know, you'll see kind of a lot of the same, same, uh, properties. So nice. I want to, I want to just ask you, Scott, just because, I mean, it's kind of not necessarily, you know, about your, your bow site, but just in general, like, I mean, you said like you're risking it in, you know, it goes a lot into it. Like where, you know, in this day and age right now of, of our world, our state of, you know, our youth and our uh, adults, just where we're at, you know, you're taking that risk, you know, how, uh, like you said it, like today you're on the phone with the bank and, and scary stuff, man. It's just, you know, I think like how you were saying earlier, there's people that will go online and just, you know, say whatever and, and be tough behind a keyboard or, or whatnot. But 
I mean, I, I've said this before. Anybody that's doing anything, it doesn't have to be hunting related. Like I respect that grind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I just, you're just giving it all. Like how, like what, I don't even know like really the question I want to ask, but just like, what are you, like your mindset? Like how are you getting through day and day of, of like, let's like, you know, lacing up the boots and, and trying to go. Yeah. I, I mean, like for me personally, I mean, I don't really, I don't, I, there's not another option. I mean, this is it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I, I could have kept doing what I was doing and lived a very comfortable life and, you know, I was making good money. I had a nice house, nice, you know, nice life. But I, I think just like in, in looking at like Taylor and Jordan and TJ and Kyle, like we're not, um, you know, like meteorocracy doesn't sit well with us. Like we always want to keep growing. And like, I've always said, like, if you're not growing, you're dying, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and not that, you know, the, you know, entrepreneurship and starting your own business and stuff, it's not for everybody. You know, it definitely takes, um, a dedication and willing to take, take a risk. And, you know, I've kind of always been a, a risk taker. Um, and so it, it, I mean, me personally, like it's, it's just like anything, like I have my good days with my bad days, right. you know, like, um, it, it's just, you, I mean, you, you just, like I said, it's just, I, I don't have an option. Like I have to do this. Yep. And, um, I, I feel like this is something that, you know, I, it sounds kind of stupid, but you know, you, like there's been times where I've sat and, you know, laid in bed at night and it's like, you know, what, what, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, right. what am I meant for? Like, right. you know, I feel like I'm meant for something more, you know, like I should be doing more like, and just always wanting more and just always wanting to be better and like, you know, growing 1% every day and stuff. And it's, you know, when you're in an environment that, um, that's not really, uh, an option, like you feel like kind of a fish out of water, right? right. Like you, you just feel like you're kind of suffocating. And that's just kind of where I was like in my life. Like I said, like I had a great life, you know, I really didn't have anything to complain about, but I just, I knew I wanted more. And, you know, like I said, I had that friend that told me, you know, what if you don't take this risk? And I said, I, I don't know if I could ever look at myself like, and be, be like, Hey, you know, like you, you gave it all because I didn't, I walked away from an opportunity. So, um, you know, and like when we talked about this, I mean, we, I mean, we talked a lot, like, I mean, Taylor, I mean, there were some nights Taylor and I were up till like two in the morning just talking and just, mm-hmm. I mean, there was, you know, some emotional times. I mean, there's some, you know, frustrating times, but, um, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, 999 businesses out of a thousand fail. Right. I mean, that, that's just the facts. But when we decided to do this, we, if we failed, it wasn't because of us. Right. Right. It wasn't because our lack of effort, our, our willingness to, you know, I, I don't say, um, you know, our, our willingness to, to take the risk, but you know, like I, and you know, with that comes sacrifices, right? Like, like if you, if you look at the reality, like I've sacrificed a lot, like yeah. a lot, but I don't look at it that way. I look at it as an investment, not only in dial, but also in myself. And, you know, I feel like we've accomplished so much in the last like seven to nine months that, right. I mean, and by no way are we even close, but like, we should be pretty damn proud what we've done so far. Right. And, 
and like I said, it's just always that, 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 that drive, like wanting to like, no man, You're, not being complacent, not, not yep. settling for mediocrity. Like that's, I, that's one thing I just can't freaking stand. You know, like you bring up the world we're in right now, like mm-hmm. the world we live in right now breeds and promotes mediocrity and it's, it's effing sickening, yeah. you know? No, and, no. You know, like you, you as a school teacher, you yep. know, you, you, you see these kids and like, damn it, like that's not us. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we get to the, to the point where we start growing our inner team and hiring and stuff like that, like if that's the type of mentality, you know, you have like whatever works for you, but that's, you don't have a place to dial because that's not, our, that's not the environment we, we right. want. And well, what's scary, like said, what's, what's scary, man, is, is how, exactly what you're saying is I remember eight years ago, just wanting to, to get that teaching job. Like I, I did my undergrad. I worked in, in uh, country club management for a couple of years and my wife was a teacher and, you know, I, I was, I turned down a really good high end profile, you know, profile job. And just cause I knew she wasn't going to be moving from where we live. And uh, yeah. I said to her, I'm like, well, I always wanted to go, you know, I wanted to be a phys ed teacher when I went to school and play baseball and all that stuff. I just, school wasn't, didn't pan out the way it was during my undergrad. So I switched majors and I was pretty good at doing the management stuff. And, uh, I turned down a job like they offered me it and I, I had to say no because I knew she wasn't going. I said, so with me doing that, I got to go back to school to do this. And she supported me. And, you know, at that time, like eight years ago, it was tough to get a teaching job, but I had my, my daughter was just born and I was just substitute teaching. I was doing personal training. I was working again at a hotel and I was doing something else. I had four jobs at once. And when I finally had that opportunity, uh, for interviewing for a part-time, like part contract, half contract, man, that was like life or death. Like I didn't care who else was interviewing. Like it was, I'm taking your head off and that's, that's it. Like, this is how I'm going to put, put food on the table. And I got the job and the same thing mentality went into that summer when, uh, a full-time teacher, you know, retired and his contract went up in the play and it was that same mentality. It wasn't, you know, I, you know, what if someone came in here and outworked me or outperformed me in an interview to get that job? And I had to stay at that, you know, half contract and be half the amount of money. So, no, man, it's, yep. it's just sad. I, I, I want people, I, it's, it's, I appreciate you sharing that. Cause it, t- it takes, you know, I, I don't want to say it takes guts. It's just, that's, I think it's who you are. Obviously you have guts cause you're doing what you're doing. Um, yeah. but I appreciate you sharing that just because I want other, I hope people got something out of that just because, you know, take the bow sight and take hunting things out of it. It's just, uh, it's the reality that, you know, there's some tough son of a bitches out there and, and, you know, get after it and, and, and do what you want. And then that's, you know, that's one thing, um, you know, I, I, it's easy for me to say it because, um, you know, th- th- like if you look at Taylor Jordan and, uh, you know, TJ and Kyle, like, you know, we all live in different spots. Well, t- uh, and that's, I mean, like I had to relocate, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was living in, in Wisconsin and like I said, I sold all my shit, moved to, you know, went from living in a really nice house. Now I live in a, live in an apartment. So, you know, that's been an adjustment, but it's, you just have, you, 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 everything's in perspective, right? Like Mm -hmm. right now, like, yeah, things are tough, like, you know, but it's short term, right. You know, so, but I, I was very lucky where I'm in a position where like, I'm not married. I don't have a family. I got a dog. Right. So I'm much more like, I I can do that type of stuff where, you know, I, I can, I completely like sympathize with someone that, you know, is not in that position and wants to go do something, but 
you know, they're responsible for all these other people. And, you know, sometimes you have to put their needs before yours, but I like, I, I mean, after going through everything that we've been through and being in the process, like I can tell you, like, there's no better feeling in the world than, I mean, one working for yourself, but just challenging yourself every freaking day. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, that that's just how you grow. Right. Mm -hmm. And like I said, there, there's, I mean, I have my bad days where I wake up and I'm pissed off and full of self doubt. And, you know, like, and, and we've, you know, like I said, in the beginning, when we started this, everything went pretty smooth, you know, and it was scary. Like it was actually more scary that things were going smoothly than us, like, like getting, like hitting our first roadblock in the first week. Yeah. I mean, I, like I was waiting you know, for the coyote on the cliff to drop the anvil on us. And then we'd just all go, you know, there's body parts splattered everywhere. <laughs> like, but once we've gotten into, like, once we got into the weeds and we started getting prototypes and we had to start looking for machine shops and stuff, like it was really hard, yeah. really hard. And when, when looking at, you know, what we've done to this point, like, like I said, like we knew we were not going to fail because of us. Like that failure was not an option. Like, you know, we weren't going to quit. We were going to ride this out until basically, you know, we were dead, but looking at, you know, you, you can't just say like, Oh, I'm going to start a business today. Right. Like that's, you're going to fail. Right. So, I mean, before we started, we really had to take a really hard look and be really honest, like, which was kind of hard for me because I'm not like, well, I, I mean, honesty isn't hard for me, but being self-critical, like I'm very self-critical, but I'm not good at exposing like that, um, you know, uh, that like we, that weakness, right. Mm -hmm. That vulnerability, like right. I hate that feeling, right. But we had to with each other. Cause I mean, we had to be real, but so we, we, we basically looked at like, okay, like where we are at. So we know we have a pretty solid product right? We're excited about it. TJ and Kyle were excited about it. The one or two people that we told, you know, thought it was a good idea. Um, you know, financially we had a plan. Um, but the, the one, the one part that was the big question mark was like the environment, right? So, you know, we felt the industry was, was ready for an, in a new site, a new innovative site, but you know, with everything going on, like, that's like, that's the one part that could kill us, you know, like an outside factor that we can't control And you know, like with the pandemic, with COVID, um, you know, like I said, going, trying to find a machine shop was really hard because everybody was so swamped with work. They were understaffed. They didn't have room to take on a little peon, you know, archery company that some kid, like some young guys wanted to create. Um, but I mean, like I said, we just, I mean, we just kept grinding away and away, you know, we dug deep into our contacts and, you know, kind of reached out to people and we ended up finding like two like really, really awesome machine shops. So it's just, it's, you know, I look back and I, you know, like I said, I kind of laugh, like, you know, man, the, the easy days are long gone. Like from here on out, every day is just going to get harder and harder and harder and harder. But I also, we also, I mean, we look forward to that and, you know, like I said, I, I do think, you know, if I were to try to do this just on my own, I would never be able to do it because, you know, having, you know, like TJ and Kyle and Taylor and Jordan, like having them there, you know, you have each other to like, 
like lean on, you know? So, you know, if Taylor's feeling overwhelmed working with our machine shop someday, I'd be like, dude, take a break, go spend time with the family. I'll, I got it from here. Right. Or same thing. Like if I'm into the financials and I'm like, dude, you know, like the other day I had to stare at a spreadsheet of 2000 SKUs and I like, I'm like, dude, I don't know if I can do this, but then, you know, I talked to TJ and TJ kind of gave me a little pep top and I'm like, all right, screw it. I'm going to knock this out. So, you know, it's definitely not easy, but like I said, having gone through it and being in that process, it is, I mean, it's the best. I mean, this is the best I've felt in a long time, you know, and it's, it's scary. It's, 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 it's a lot of work, but I mean, you never know unless you try. No, man, I, I pre, again, I appreciate you sharing that and, uh, the answering all those questions and do you got anything else? No, that's, you're good on that end, Dimitri. And man, Scott, I I appreciate it, man. We're, I mean, check out those of you listening, check out dialed archery, any questions or anything, who, who are they shooting them to just hit you up on Instagram or yeah, either email. you know DM us or um, the our our customer service email is just support at dialedarchery.com. Um, I I check those every day. Um, so no, I mean, unfortunately, right now, like we don't have a, we don't have a dedicated uh, phone line yet. We're still we're still working on that. But uh, no, I mean the best way is yeah, just reach out on social or shoot us an email, and I mean we'll get right back to you. And you know if we really need to do, to get in depth, we'll give you a call. So and you know, just kind of, you know, wrapping things up. That's, you know, another thing with dialed is, um, you know, not just being a good company with good quality products, but customer service is number one. I mean, it's when you're competing on a, when you're competing on a product level, you know, a lot of, we're all using the same materials. Like, I mean, could you, does somebody need our site? No. I mean, they could kill a deer with a $20 site. Right. Mm -hmm. But where we want to win is customer service. Like that's where like, like you, like we are going to win, like we're going to work harder than anybody else. Yep. And that's, you know, that's our number one priority is customer service. So, um, no, I mean, if anybody has any questions or, um, and even just, I mean, feedback, like, I mean, we, like we've had a lot of people be like, Hey, have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? It's like we have, but the fact that people are even like showing that type of interest, like I always say there's no, like, negative feedback is always better than no feedback. Right. So, I mean, and, and we, we listen to all that. I mean, if you get on social and you start talking shit about us, you're probably not going to get a response from us. But you know, if you have con- constructive criticism, we'll always listen. Right. 100% man. Now I appreciate it, everybody. So go give uh doubt archery a, a look, you know, doubtarchery.com. check out their Instagram and Facebook. And then also like Scott said, he's going to have some new stuff coming out on YouTube. So be on the lookout for that as well. And, uh, Thank you, everybody. Thank you for those that, that joined in live with us here on Bullhorn. Uh, we'll see you next week, next Tuesday. We'll, we'll, we're going to be on with Dwayne from Shed Season. So we're going to kind of start weaning our way into uh, some uh, Shed stories, scouting stories, and getting ready for, for uh, this snow to melt out here, which is it's slowly happening. It's looking like it's going to continue here in PA, Scott. So I don't know what you got going on up in Minnesota. but It's sucks we live on the the south slope of the arctic yep oh man like like we like i saw just a little patch of grass today and i was just like spring's almost here but then like we're supposed to get like three inches of snow tomorrow i'm like us god damn it why did why do we live here yeah why couldn't we have had the business in like florida or something yeah you know yep yeah Yeah. our, our our buddy uh per uh 
our buddy Billy from Pertner, he's writing in the chat. He's uh, Shedfest uh, 22, so uh, we'll give a quick shout-out to him. So our, our buddy's up in New York, uh, so we're in central PA. Our buddies are just straight north of us, just outside of Buffalo. Uh, Billy yeah. Harvey and his brother, they they run a Pertner Outdoors podcast. They're killing it up in New York with, man, he, our, they they cater to, to their area. They got an awesome following within there in New York, and um, – I, I love what they're doing and they're good friends of ours, but, uh, they're doing a selling a shirt. It's 30 bucks. You get a shirt and you get a, uh, national deer association membership. If you don't already have, like if you already have one, you could gift it to someone else. So you're getting all that. Uh, but also prizes from like Kafaru. Uh, we're sending a nice big box of some, some goodies from some of our partners and some of our stuff and all over. So, uh, those of you that are still listening are still live definitely go to partner outdoors and, and buy that freaking shirt and support. It's, it's all going to good causes and uh, good support the team. So check them out as well. So Scott, man, I appreciate you taking that time, dude. Thank you everybody again for listening till next time. Antler up. And that's a wrap for another episode of the antler up podcast. Thank you again, Scott, for coming on. We thoroughly enjoyed this one. Appreciate you coming on, sharing some wisdom, talking about, archery accessories and of course what you have to coming up with dialed archery definitely check them out some really cool stuff i know they're going to be heading out to some tack events this summer so when you see them check them out it's a really awesome site that's going to be coming out pretty soon and also thank you again for those of you that were at the great american outdoors show that stopped by the tether booth the past two weekends i was there on both saturday and sundays uh it was great just to meet people get people in the saddle that never been uh so check out to tethernation.com and some really cool news going to be coming out here pretty soon from us. And I can't express enough of how much we greatly appreciate all of your support. Check us out over on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Go Wild. Got some new, new stuff coming out from Go Wild as well. Thank you again, everybody. See you next week. Antler up.